Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today, we're doing a bit of a check-in. We figure the year's about half over, yeah. so we're looking back on the movies and TV shows that have come out so far. Looking at the ones that we've seen, and we're, we are going to discuss the good and the bad. And the, and, and the mid. <laughs> and the, the, the good, the bad, and the mid. We haven't seen every movie so far that's come out this year. And we'll talk about that later, the movies that we haven't seen that we want to. Yeah. And we also thought that we would mix it up a little bit this episode, and instead of in the style of our first two episodes where we just kind of pick a movie and talk about it until we move into the next one, we've come up with with categories that we will present, mm-hmm. and then based on the movies that we've seen this year, almost like an awards ceremony, but way less formal. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's harder to explain... Rather than just getting into it, so I think we should probably just get into it. Agreed. Alright, so first off, I want to know what your biggest surprise was this year in movies, in that you walked in with expectations, and this is the movie that exceeded your expectations positively the most. The most. Okay. See, that's a a difficult thing to decide, because... I think probably... And and this is probably not your best movie. No. This is just the one that impressed you more than the others. Or, it, this is the one that was way better than I thought it was going to yes. be. Yes. Fast X. That's exactly what I have. <laughs> because, I... Again, we, we did the podcast episode on the Fast and Furious movies. And after that, I was, like, drained of Fast and Furious. I'm like, <laughs> I, I never want to watch these movies again. Besides, like, three of them. And the ninth one is so bad... And then the tenth one was actually fun. Fun, yeah. I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's like Jason Momoa is so funny in this movie. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, wait a minute, is this a is this a good movie? <laughs> and even I think the car stunts far from real, but it was enough in that current Fast and Furious vein without yeah. being outer space ridiculous. Yeah. That I could I could sit and I wasn't taken out by anything that happened. No, it was like uh, was Furious Seven. I think it was called Furious Seven. Yeah, where they they jump out of a plane with cars. It's yeah. ridiculous, physics defying. But, but it, you, you but buy, I don't I, I love it in this universe. Yeah, I don't throw my hands up about it. Yeah, like I do in eight and nine. So that's kind of what ten was like or X was like, I guess. I also genuinely think that I will never. Do a marathon of those movies again. <laughs> nope. That I'm hurt, done. That hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that episode was too long. Yeah. Alright. <sighs> in a in a similar vein, mm-hmm. what was your biggest letdown this year? In that you had expectations and this movie was the farthest below those expectations. See, it's difficult. Again, not again. the worst movie. No. I don't know. I was really disappointed with The Flash and Inside. But I think maybe more Inside. Because... Yeah. The Flash, I had expectations, and it was below them. But Inside, I was... Like we talked about it in our most anticipated. I was, I was pretty excited, because I thought it looked good. You know, it had this great concept. I liked the idea behind everything. Yeah. Um. What, what else? Willem Dafoe, he's going to act insane in this one. We know that, so I'm like, sweet, I'm on board. And it's going to be kind of like a one-man yeah. show kind of thing. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I like these ideas. Um... Yeah, and then it just was... It was a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was just a movie. Uh, so I almost had a tie between Operation Fortune 
and Guy Ritchie's The Covenant for the exact same reason that they're both directed by Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah. And they feel like anyone could have made these movies. Now I'm gonna say that The Covenant gets a pass on this one because there was a little bit of the movie where that style came through and it's like whatever whatever's been holding them back for the past three movies just wasn't holding them back enough and there's just a little bit of that movie that I was like actually I enjoy watching this and the dialogue is fun like his other movies yeah. but Operation Fortune which had the premise and setup and, and everything that should have been what was good about like The Gentleman or A Snatch or A Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and it was just so boring mm-hmm. I don't I'm not someone who thinks that Jason Statham is a great actor but I think he works really well in, in especially Guy Ritchie movies where he gets to be over the top British mm-hmm. and really emphasize that part yeah but I thought he kind of just mailed it in and Aubrey Plaza was in this movie as well who you might yeah. know as April yeah. from Parks and Rec and I, I enjoy that April energy in, in roles that she does that kind of like maybe she's a psycho but maybe she's just weird everything and she doesn't really do that but she acts really strange like her character is in the movie and no one says anything about it and not that everything needs to be pointed out in a movie as we've discussed with F9 or pointing something that might make it worse but I did not like it in this one that no one addressed how she was acting because it was completely abnormal but also not like anything she's done before and I just didn't like it yeah. The the movie overall I think was fine. Just a movie kind of thing. Yeah. But but like just a movie made by someone who makes has made... movies more than that are more than just a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really love most of film his filmography. Yeah, the Sherlock like, Holmes movies? Yeah. Yeah, those are good. I would say maybe Aladdin and then his last 3. I don't I love. Forgot he did Aladdin. I don't oh. love so much. Yeah. But but everything else he's done, I really like. Yeah. There's nothing more disappointing than a, a filmmaker who all of his movies are like, only this guy could make this movie. And yeah. then his next movie's like, wow, anyone could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. What was the funniest movie you've watched this year so far? The funniest Like, the movie. most you've laughed in a movie. That might mean it was really bad, but like... What made you laugh the most? Oh, actually, that's easy for me. That's going to be a Renfield. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That w- that was probably the most entertaining, mo- like, humorously entertaining movie that I've seen this year so far. How about yeah. you? Yeah, it's got to be either Renfield, which was, yeah, that, that humorous entertainingness, or Dungeons & Dragons, which was, I was so surprised by. Yeah. Because, I don't know, but a lot of comedy movies lately... Have felt not funny. It's like, wow, that's okay. You know, a lot of jokes haven't been hitting as well. Yeah. But uh, Dungeons and Dragons was just genuinely like good comedy. For, yeah, for, that's, for a, lots that's of a good one too. Yeah. Like I, I, I particularly enjoyed the gag with the uh, having to bring the yeah. guys up from the dead, yeah. but you can only ask them five questions. I thought that joke was done. That was really, really good. well. Yeah. My next one is what do you think was the most overhyped movie this year? Overhyped? Yeah. And I'm going to say less less so in your own head, but like, but in the public, which one was built up the most that, that wasn't as good? For me, it's The Flash. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely The Flash. Just based on what a so couple, many, so, some people have said before the movie came out. Yeah, so many people, like Tom Cruise, was like, this is the best movie ever. You have to go see it. Yeah. And I can't believe that he would say that with his own movie coming out in a month. Yeah. That's so strange. Well, and we're, we're it not, wasn't his idea to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not going to spoil The Flash, and we won't talk about it too much as like a review but it's fine it's okay maybe like a little but it's definitely okay. very far from the best movie ever. <laughs> not even close my goodness yeah that's your vote the yeah. flash yeah the flash okay what do you think is the most underhyped movie this year Ooh, underhyped movie maybe creed 3 okay. or was that underhyped i don't i wasn't paying attention too much to <laughs> I'd say probably Creed three because I think everything below that was. Just... No, I I can see that because yeah. Creed three I mean, was really there, good. There were trailers that came out, you know, and you saw advertising for it, and they did the red carpet yeah. thing. But the dialogue around it kind of disappeared after it came out. Yeah, but it was really good, and I think people could have talked about it more. Definitely, like I didn't hear much talk about it. So yeah, uh, my pick is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Oh yeah, yeah that's a good choice. My, that's a good choice. My second favorite movie of the year nice. so far. Nice. And, like, I saw a trailer before something earlier in the year. I can't even remember what I saw it before. But I maybe saw the trailer once or twice in theaters. Mm-hmm. And then I was just, I, I knew that it was coming out, so then I had to make the, the intentional choice to, to go in, to know when it came out and then go see it. Yeah, and then I thought it was incredible. Yeah, you're the only reason that I knew <laughs> it existed. It was very good. All right, here's one for you. This has nothing to do with the quality of the movie itself. But of every time you've been to the theater in 2023, what has been your best theater experience? My best theater experience is very easy for me. It's Chin Common Rider. I thought it might be. Because that I've never experienced a theater experience like that before. Um, I went to another part country. Of, a country, yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, I went to Washington to watch it. And I did cosplay for the first time in forever for and very good cosplay i might add yeah thank you thank you i was very proud of it anyway uh yeah and the theater was packed which was so surprised because when i went to see shane ultraman there was like nobody there (laughs) um but everyone was having such a good time with the movie um like there were lots of you know laughs and you know gas and whatnot everyone was interacting with it it was pretty sweet and then lots of people were talking to each other like me talking to people that I had no idea who they were about the movie after it was done. So that was pretty incredible. Also, I've never been more hyped for a movie <laughs> than Shin Kamen Rider. So that was sweet. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because I was more hyped for Shin Kamen Rider than Shin Ultraman. But I have known Ultraman way longer than Kamen Rider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. You want to know something crazy? Hmm. My best theater experience is you went on the Wednesday. Mine was the following day on the Thursday when I went and saw Spider-Verse. There was a guy, like, behind me and, and to the left a bit, who was just kind of saying comments here and there, before and after the movie. Yeah. And it just, it was pretty funny. <laughs> there were there were way too many trailers before the movie when we went and saw it, and after one of them, this guy was like, if there's another trailer, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and we all giggled, and then another trailer started, and he just went, ah! <laughs> and screamed, and... So we were all laughing through the rest of that trailer. Uh, and also, Spider-Verse is a part one of two. 
which I didn't, it hadn't dawned on me that that wasn't super common knowledge mm-hmm. until it ended and people were like, what? And so then kind of probably through the credits, they, they have the title reveal of the next one. Miles Morales will return in Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. And most of my theater waited till the end of the credits and it's going up and the Sony logo's there. And this dude said, if there's nothing, so help me. <laughs> and we waited and the screen went black and the theater lights went on. And he screamed again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I never saw his face, but yeah. But that experience is immortalized in my soul now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Which movie, or movies, if you wish, huh? uh, had the best animation That's this year? Okay, Spider-Verse had the best animation yeah, out of everything. Um, we'll talk about that. Okay, so Spider-Verse... Right, <laughs> is so well done, and I think it should win Best Animated Feature. Yeah, at the Oscars next year. Yeah. Story aside, which is great, solely for the animation yes. because it is just incredible how they use it to you know like they have mixed mediums. Yeah. Or mixed media, whatever you want to say. No, mixed mediums. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, different color theories that are like changing throughout, especially like in Gwen's universe, and it's yeah. like. <sighs> And they just improved on the first one. Which which uh, it, no one thought was no. going to happen. And this always happens, but Spider-Verse came out where like, animation's peaked. Like, it, it can't get better than this. And then, you know, a couple years down the road, this one comes out where, like, it, it did it. There's no yeah. way that Beyond is going to be better than this. It will be. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like the video game thing, right? You know, like, wow, graphics are in, like, 2005. It'd been, like, this Battlefront game. It's incredible. It's so realistic. It's realistic, right? And then the next year, it's like, oh, no, this is it. Can't get better. And it just somehow manages to get better. Yeah, the intention to detail in Spider-Verse is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's not touched by an artist's hand. Yeah, It's incredible. Uh, Just because I feel it deserves a shout-out, look, Spider-Verse is on there. I also threw in Elemental. Yeah, Elemental had a pretty good animation. Because I thought the animation was really great. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's totally gonna get sidelined. <laughs> the focus on the animation of that because Spider Verse just came out. Yeah, but especially with the fire characters, especially our lead character, like the way that they have like the fire like flicker, and it becomes more and less transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, in any given moment, I thought that that looked incredible. Or the way that they, like, when the fire got near the water, how like certain parts of the water people would kind of boil. Yeah. And, again, maybe not as much attention to detail as a Spider-Verse, but there was a lot of... Yeah. A lot of attention to detail and a lot of heart and, and intention put into that as well. Exactly. Although, it does the thing with character designs where it has the designs and they're all wearing, like, you know, like a shirt or something. Yeah. And they're animating, you know, they go on about your, their day and you're not thinking of anything of it. And then a character walks on wearing pants. You're like, wait... So is everyone else not wearing pants? <laughs> like <laughs> the Mickey is... Mouse situation? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing wrong with the animation. I just think it's funny. Yeah. It uh, is. It is funny. I also want to give a shout out, because he gave a shout out, so I'll give a shout out to uh, Suzume. Uh, yeah. Mahoto Shinkai's newest movie. Um, his movies are like some of the best animated anime movies out there. Um. Specifically, like, their skies. The skies always look incredible. 
That is true. Yeah. I noticed that as well. Yeah. And you called it inconsistent, but I thought they mixed CG pretty cool. Because the worm thing, when it shows up over the... This is, I guess this is a minor spoiler, but, you know, whatever. It's old. It's sort of. Yeah. <laughs> so the worm thing is like this different dimensional being or whatever that's basically causes earthquakes and whatnot. Um, and that shows up over the city. And it looks so odd. Yeah. Because you're like, this thing is not right. Which I think is very cool. Because yeah. it's not right. Right? So, like, the fact that it looks like it's from... It looks out of place. It looks out of place. There you go. Because it's not supposed to be there. And I think yeah. it's a it's a cool use of CG. Which movie so far this year do you think has the best score? And by score, I mean yep. soundtrack or like or like orchestral soundtrack. Yeah. Not, Music composed by Daniel Pemberton, which yeah. is a spoiler alert for what I think has the best score. Not licensed songs. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Spider Verse. You know, put an inside. <laughs> for a second I was like inside what what the oh. movie with no soundtrack it has a soundtrack the soundtrack is a 30 second song yeah a 30 second piano song and then a minute long eerie background music that they just put on repeat gosh <laughs> I sucks. also had Spider-Verse yeah because it's incredible it is you know what else is incredible Shin Kamen Rider that score isn't just so good and the thing about Shin Ultraman is it reuses or uh, remasters old music yeah. on the show for like the first half of the movie, and then the second half is like reused from Sagisu's other works like Evangelion and Dinazon and all that stuff. Uh, Shin Kamen Rider has like only like four or three or four reused tracks, and then like it's all completely new stuff for this movie. Nice, which I, I loved. Did they? Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen Shin Kamen Rider yet. Um, I, I've been looking. Yeah, Trust me, I've like, been looking. Yeah, once it comes out on Prime in Japan, someone will get a bootleg for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you see, they reused four tracks where they used to, like very cool parts in the movie. Oh yeah, to like really amp up the hype. Yeah, definitely. Nice. There's like there's like two tracks that are like creepy, eerie background tracks that are used pretty well. And then during one of the fight scenes, it's a very like hands-on sword fight scene. Yeah, and like these drums kick in. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, it's the classic uh, action music from the show. And yeah, they do that a couple times. It's pretty well, pretty yeah. well done. But the problem that came with that is I, I have like a best of the year playlist where I take the scores, and I had to add the entire soundtrack of Shin Kamen Rider and the entire soundtrack of Spider Verse because I went through them and I'm like, they're both so good. I can't take out a song. Just just talk about Spider Verse, the one that we picked, or the one that I picked, I guess. I picked it as well. Man, the, the themes that they have in this movie for all the different characters. I really like uh, Gwen has like this little motif mm-hmm. that sounds very much like the Jason Bourne movies <laughs> that I, I love. Or when they're fighting the the vulture at the beginning. Oh, yeah. He has like an Italian opera yeah. motif as well. Or Miguel's is, is very like distorted and, and weird. And the way that they like work together in spe- specific songs. Uh, man, just got, gave me goosebumps right throughout the whole movie. It also feels like one of those soundtracks that like flows yeah. throughout the movie too. You know, yeah. There's not there's distinguishing moments between like themes and motifs and stuff, but like there's not so much a break in a song, new song, break in yeah. a song. It's like it feels like it all flows. It's because it's a great movie. What like what can I say? You know. All right, yeah. next up, 
I have the worst ending to a movie this year. Now, the movie, the movie that I've picked, I actually enjoy quite a bit, but I think that the ending was stupid. Transformers? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry, that was personal. Is that, is that your pick, though? No. I'm still thinking. What, what do you Okay, think? my pick is for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Oh, yeah, uh, that ending is not good. Spoilers for the end of that movie if you haven't seen it, but Shazam makes a sacrifice and actually dies. And then the movie ends with Wonder Woman showing up. But she's also very poorly comped in. And you can tell that she wasn't there on the same day filming. Uh, and she brings him back to life. Because she's a goddess. Like, like yeah. capital G, not a good looking woman. But she is a good looking woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking Oh, okay. <laughs> Especially given that they're probably not going to do any more with Zachary Levi as Shazam. Because he's probably going to get recast whenever they do another Shazam movie. Oh, yeah, they're all too old. That too. That's definitely a thing. Um, also, the movie just felt like more when it ended with him sacrificing himself yeah. and dying. Well, the thing is, Not that I think a character needs to die at the end of every superhero movie, but... But they this did one, it, this one it, worked. it felt good. Yeah. Right? I was like, this would be a good place to end it. And then we have that, like, that Shazam duology, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they didn't. That's my pick. See, that's a difficult one because that's not a good ending. But I also wasn't a fan of the ending of Transformers. But it wasn't really like. But was it just that reveal? Yeah. Well, it was ending it on that reveal. But I'm like, ended on Optimus's speech. What are you doing? No, like yeah. It's classic. But then it had another. I also, scene. I also think of Optimus's speech speeches. It was one of his lesser ones. Yeah. I think. It was like two seconds long. Yeah. But it was still something. <laughs> but I, yeah, I wasn't a fan of the reveal. Not that I like am super mad because at the end of the day, I, I don't actually care. But <laughs> <laughs> it was just like in the theater, I'm like, what? Well, that can be your pick if you want. Sure. That way I'm not saying Shazam as well. But I probably think Shazam. But yeah. no Transformers. Well, I didn't write this down, but maybe I should have. Or ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> That movie's bad. Anyway, sorry, don't bring it up. <laughs> what movie this year do you think has the best ending? The best ending? Alright, here, I'm going to list some movies, and I'm not going to pick one yet, but these are what I'm thinking. These are, I have, like, uh, running for this title. John Wick 4 has an incredible ending. Yeah. Susan has a really good ending, and I like how they connected to, like, the sci-fi-ness that I was like, you know, it was cool, and they connected back to beginning and scenes that made me cry, and it was great. Guardians 3, my goodness, what an ending. Absolutely incredible. And then Shin Kamen Rider. Shin Kamen Rider's ending was so good because if they leave it, perfect. If they if, make if, another one, they've set it up perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's one of those endings where I'm like, you don't have to make another one because this is that's a beautiful place to just leave it. But if you do, it's also in such a good place where no one would be mad if you made another one. You yeah. know? All right, I'm between two. All right, which two? For just, like, beautiful resolution, heartfelt, like, good on you, great stuff. Guardians 3. Guardians 3 is so I've good. seen it four times in theaters, yeah. and I've sobbed like a baby all four times. It just, the way it resolves the story of this movie and the trilogy, just, yeah. it, it warms my heart. Here's my other one. Not because it's good, but because I cannot believe that they actually went through with it. And, oh. <laughs> and it, it surprised me a little bit, but also I, I was just... Full Over. of delight, it's The Flash. Yeah. I, I can't say what it is because it's so new and I don't want to spoil it. But the end of that movie, 
I I cheered. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's not great, but it's probably my favorite ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be between Guardians and Kamen Rider. I don't know if I can pick. Maybe I'll go Guardians. Just because of... That resolution, man. Yeah, it's so good. Alright, let's do the best trailer for a movie this year. Now, as we've learned with such movies as The Matrix Resurrections, a trailer can be very good and still have the movie be terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, my pick is actually... I think the movie was really good. Do you have any ideas off the top of your head looking at your list right now? Looking at my list... Well, maybe the first Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. Uh, my pick, I'm actually picking Dungeons & Dragons. I don't remember the trailer for that. They have a lot of the cool shots, like the really cool shots, especially the one where uh, the girl like falls into the portal on the floor oh, yeah. and then rises into the back of that mm-hmm. carriage in one shot. I thought that was really cool. I thought they showed off a lot of the VFX really well. They did. Especially, I really like the CG in that movie. Uh, and I, I think that they showed enough of the fun and wonder, especially with it being a, yeah. in Dungeons & Dragons, without spoiling the movie too poorly. Yeah. I mean, like, in the trailers, you don't even know that he has a daughter, right? Yeah. And then she shows up. Yeah. Well, Dungeons & Dragons, yeah. It shows off the CGI. Well, but it's also not just the CGI that effect work yeah, in that the movie. Practical effects. But as they well. do a lot of practical effects yeah. and it's it's so sweet. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. But cool. the, yeah, I'd go with that Guardians Three tra- first trailer. It hit me in the feels. Yeah. It did? Yeah. That song is still definitely my most the <laughs> in the meantime by yeah. Space Song. Yeah. I've probably clocked in two hundred listens on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> there was say like a couple of weeks where you just listened to it on repeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> that song is is etched in the corners of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could not listen to it for five years. It would come on and I would know every word. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. What's the best performance this year? I'm gonna hurt your feelings because you haven't seen this movie. I think, but the my pick for best performance this year so far is Florence Pugh in A Good Person. Um, just to tell you, like, the the premise of the movie is uh, she's a driver in a car accident that kills two people uh, that are Morgan Freeman's daughter and son-in-law, and and then she develops a drug issue and, and ends up running into Morgan Freeman's character, and they have to work through their issues. Very emotional movie. And I think that Florence really sold the emotional aspect of that story especially around her character um i also think not that i'm a recovering drug addict but i think that she sold that aspect of her character very well you don't have to laugh at me when i say that sorry (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but they showed kind of that addiction really well and like how hard it it is to get out of it and the frustrations that can come when you when you try and it's not working i thought that she sold that really really well yeah right. what do you got best performance well here's the thing right is exciting because i'm like nick cage is dracula <laughs> i'm not gonna say it's the best performance 
as in like he should win best actor but like his performance was incredible yeah we, we should hilarious. also specify that when we say best and worst we should really be saying favorite least favorite <laughs> yeah everything we say is our opinion yeah it's like when now, someone says this is the best movie ever made i'm like that does that title doesn't exist of course our opinions are the only ones that matter right now but but it is just our opinion yeah yeah obviously but, okay, I'm not going to say I just needed to give him a shout-out. Because yeah. he was so good. Alright. But the best performance, my favorite performance, <laughs> that I have seen this year would probably be Sosuke Ikematsu as uh, Takashi Hongo in Shin Kamen Rider. Well, all three of the main cast are, like, really good in their respective roles. But Ikematsu as Hongo was just so, so perfect. He was so good and like such an emotional performance. And this is the thing: like Common Rider is a character that cries when he has to fight out the cyborgs and wears a mask to hide it, and he's like really mad at this organization and stuff. But he's also like trying to find confidence in himself at the same time and yeah. discover what it means to be human now that he's kind of no longer human and everything. Oh boy, he delivered. There's a scene where something happens, and like he stands on a beach. <laughs> it's a scene where something happens. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything for this movie because it's so good, but. Something happens, right? And he's upset, let's say. And he's, like, fighting off tears. And, like, his entire performance is like, this looks like a real person. Like, he knows he's he's mad. He's sad. He knows he's going to cry. But he's trying to stop it. But then at a certain point, he realizes he, just, he can't stop it. And he's also, like, super, like, purposely, like, socially uncomfortable. Yeah. Through, like, the whole movie. And he, he he's often, like, vibrating a little bit or shaking throughout, like his entire performance and it's oh boy he does a great job it's a great movie yeah yeah alright nice what is the worst performance alright so I have two entries here my first one is Michelle Pfeiffer in that Man of the Lost Quantumania my goodness just not that it's the worst performance that's happened all year no but she just does nothing but comparatively <laughs> She's like, doing a lot less than everyone else in that movie. Especially especially when she's acting alongside Kang. Yeah. And he's like screaming and on the edge of tears. And she just responds with, you are a monster. And I'm like, Could you, you don't want to do a second pass of that? Or? I feel like I'm watching the Star Wars prequels again. Yeah. But if, if we're going for the performances that I think actually just did not even meet the standard, this the basic what you need to do. Yeah, I'm gonna say the lead four ladies in book club, the next <laughs> chapter. Oh boy, they were basically just reading lines. I'm pretty sure that movie only exists because the four of them wanted to go to Italy and get drunk. Uh, and they just didn't do a good job <laughs> at all. Yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. Really, I just <laughs> I didn't like their performances at all. Yeah. I've got a couple entries for this. Alright. Starting off with Ana de Armas in uh In Ghosted. In Ghosted. She was so bad. <laughs> Runner up was Chris Evans in Ghosted. <laughs> he was also so bad. Is the next one Adrian Brody in Ghosted? Adrian Brody was the only one trying in that movie. He wasn't good, but he was doing the best he could, and you could tell. The script is so awful and ghosted. Like, it's written like a six-year-old watched, like, some old James Bond movies. So like, wait a minute. 
I could do, I could make a spy movie. Yeah. And just the logic is just, and everything that happens, it sucks. But Adrian Brody, even though his lines were stupid, was like, I can tell that you care about this. Everyone else didn't. All right. This next one, I'll say, it's going to be okay, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) This next one is mostly because this actor is a really talented actor. Uh, And then in this one, he just, he was nothing. Like, any effort he could put into anything, he just didn't. What would be, he usually is, like, really good in his movies, right, and has a lot of character. And in this one, he just, he sucked. He read lines, monotone. I'm talking about Jude Law and Peter Pan and Wendy. My goodness. How did, what happened? You know, it's hilarious as I thought you were talking about Tom Hanks and Pinocchio and oh. I was going to be like, dude, that came out last year. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, I don't know if he's as bad as Tom Hanks and Pinocchio. No, nah, but you right. You right. He, man, what happened? Yeah. That's what I got. That And that contact that he wore in his one eye to make it off-colored doesn't help. No. It's not nice. It's not nice at all. Who do you think is the best... Computer-generated visual effects this year. That's tough. <laughs> Maybe Dungeons & Dragons? I have Dungeons & Dragons as one of my two. I have Dungeons & Dragons and Guardians Transformers. of the Galaxy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just, that was a joke, by the way. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy was really good, too. Yeah. And I, I, I especially feel confident putting on that list because Rocket and his animal friends, which, and that... Those flashback sequences are really the emotional core of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they looked good enough. And I think they did look really good. But they looked good enough to really sell the emotional backbone of that movie. I think if they had looked even just a little bit too fake, that would have taken yeah, taken enough people out of the movie. Just enough that it's like, hey, it's maybe not to ruin the movie, but to, yeah. to keep it from but like. That. And the thing with Guardians 3 and how good they were is I'm not going to completely come out here and diss other Marvel movies, but and I I like them, Yeah, but like Thor doesn't have the greatest CGI I've ever seen. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Ant-Man doesn't have the greatest CGI I've ever seen at all. (laughs) (laughs) Some some is not bad, but like some of it is is really not good, but I'm not going to come out and say that the movie was terrible because of that, but... And then Guardians 3 is like the follow-up after Ant-Man. You're like, shoot. Yeah, okay, this one they actually cared about. Yeah. And you can tell. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, even And even looking at like the character design for like Groot. Oh, Groot looked awesome. Groot. Groot looked awesome. Yeah, and he feels like he's there the whole time. Yeah. 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 I... Something that Yeah. Uh, doesn't happen in a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Transformers. Uh, and yeah, look, there's a scene in Dungeons and Dragons where they project Chris Pine and the spell goes wrong and he goes kind of glitchy. And I think that that specific bit looks like an old corridor digital video. But it's also so clear that it's meant to be really goofy. That's what, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Right? And no other moment in the movie looks like that. So you can tell it's very isolated. Yeah. They were like, we're making this look this way for this scene. This isn't that we don't have a budget. We just think that this is really funny. Yeah. 
and then we're going to go back to good VFX for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's stylized and, to whatever, purposely stylized to whatever effect they want, which yeah. in this case, case is comedy, but that doesn't happen for every movie. And you, you mentioned as well that there's a lot of practical effects, and to the benefit of the movie, I think there's probably some moments where you wouldn't be able to tell what is CG, what's mm-hmm. practical, what's practical that's been enhanced with CG. I mean, yeah. some of it you can tell because people don't turn into owl bears, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like even just specifically that character and the transformations look incredible. Yeah, or like that dragon. That dragon yeah. looked great. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, what do you got for worst effects? All right, look, we're both thinking it. <laughs> Let's just go for it. Three, two, one. The, the Flash. flash. <laughs> <laughs> because my golly! Oh my goodness! And the oh. thing is, is with a lower budget, I'd accept it. Or if they yeah. even claimed that they ran out of money. Exactly. Or we didn't have the time, which that would be a little hard to believe because this movie's been made for way too long. Yeah. But, wow, there's a lot of bad VFX in this movie. And so not just bad. like, oh, that doesn't look quite right. It, no, it, it is bad. Yeah. It's almost scary how bad it is. And, you, like, you can't get away with this. Nope. Your movie is too big. <laughs> yeah. To, to justify effects of this poor quality. Exactly. And a lot of it's in the in the, the very beginning sequence of the movie, oh. in, in slow motion with with a rescue sequence, and I shouldn't spoil too much, and I won't. And this is how the movie opens, and you go, "Well, that that does not look good." <laughs> and, and it was a little bit nightmarish for me, and it's not <laughs> yeah. intentionally scary. If anything, it's supposed to be funny, but it just looks so bad. I, I do not like it. No, not at all. Uh, and then there's a, a, a pretty significant setting, location, in the movie that, that's very CG. And and all of that is just really rough. Yeah, it does, it, it's not great at all. And here's the thing. Uh, we just talked about Dungeons & Dragons. You know, they very clearly made a stylized look for CGI to give a certain effect. They claim that they... this was stylized. Yeah, they're like, well, no, 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 because... If it looks weird, that's intentional because the flash is running and images are distorted. I'm like, but first of all, why would they be distorted like that? That's weird. Don't I ever? If I ever thought I wanted flash powers, I don't anymore. If that's what I have to see, okay. But it's not just that. It's everything else in the movie has bad CGI too. So it's like you're you're saying this is stylized for when the flash is running because we're seeing the movie through his point of view. But like. Is what they said. We don't really, but yeah. that's what they said. And then everything else is bad too. It's like, well, that doesn't. No. <laughs> there, and there are a few moments where the CG is pretty good, but they're few and far between. I wouldn't use pretty good. Passable. There's, I think there's some pretty good moments, but for the most part, it definitely has the worst CG. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Transformers here. Uh, <sighs> The, the Transformers look good, but if they have to interact with anything, <laughs> it is not it's not good. But like the battle sequence, when you in don't generic, see humans, you're like, oh, this is cool. Gray field. <laughs> and, and look, it was a fun action sequence, but especially if they lift up the main character, or he like fist bumps one of them. It's mainly like when Optimus picks him up, and it's like, whew, wow, that's, that's good. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But, like, they look cool. Like, their designs are cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Transformers I have in there for interaction with non-CG items and environments. Yeah. Because that is rough. (laughs) Yeah. But when it's just CG, then it's good. Yeah. Here, let's work backwards this time. What is the worst movie you have seen this year so far? So, it's either Ghosted or Peter Pan and Wendy. Because I, I, well, first of all, I hated both of them. Because Ghosted was just awful, how bad it was. And Peter Pan and Wendy was just like, how did you make a movie this boring and this just, I, I don't like using the word uninspired, but I often find myself not finding any other substitute for it. <laughs> but I sound super snobby when I say that. But it's just uninspired, man. You know? Like, yeah. there's nothing good about it. And it's not like, oh, it's just a movie. To, to me, it's not like it's always oh, just a movie. It's like, oh, this is, this could have been a good movie. And like, the people you had involved with it and everything. It's like, how did you make a movie just this not good? <laughs> yeah. I just, I was, I was counting down the minutes until it ended. My pick for worst movie of the year is a movie called About My Father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw something funny. <laughs> oh. You gotta cut that out. I am leaving that no, in. No, don't! <laughs> uh, <coughs> do the old... <coughs> the, Whoa. <laughs> the movie is about uh, an Italian immigrant family and, and a guy learning... This is optimistically described the movie. A, a guy learning that despite his, his grievances with his dad, everything that happened in his childhood was all for the better. And at, you know, right near the end of the movie he goes, Why was I so mean to my dad? Oh, everything he did, he did for me, and my life is better because of it. And then he goes and he apologizes to his dad, played by Robert De Niro, for being a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to propose to his girlfriend, and he's like, our parents are the freaking worst. And I went, you just learned your lesson, and you immediately forgot it. It's full of comedy, but it's that comedy that that I don't know why people think it's funny. Yeah. And, uh, I think everything about that movie is bad. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that it shot well. The soundtrack, I couldn't tell you about. The performances <laughs> are bad. The story is lame. Yeah, it sounds exciting. I think there's some CG peacocks that look like crap. Uh, wow. I have no defense for this movie. Nor do I want to think about coming up with one. Yeah. We're ready to move on to the most... Just a movie award. A movie that was so mediocre that you can't call it good, you can't call it bad. It just it just exists. Yes. I think there were probably a few this year. There were a couple, yeah. But which one was the most? Probably 65. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. The thing about 65 is it was the horror elements were there. Sort of. But not enough. The performances were there. But not enough. The CG was there, but not enough. But also in all of those things, it was never so far bad that I was upset by it. Yeah. The movie ended and I was like, oh. Guess that was So what are you doing after this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was I I think like quite a bit of it is, is very unmemorable. I I could probably watch it again and be like, oh, I forgot that this happened in that movie. Probably. But I also, at the same time, have no desire to watch it again. <laughs> no. But I'm not offended by it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Tell me your thoughts. 
that, that's pretty much it, you know? <laughs> I I was a little disappointed by the horror elements of it because it was just the same not scary jump scare that they just kept doing. It was better than that jump scare in Knock at the Cabin, though. That, that wasn't... You can't even call it a jump scare. My goodness. <laughs> that, that, was, that was bad. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah. No, it would, like... You know, he'd lean over a cliff and be like, the music would cut. I'm like, there's going to be a jump scare because he cut the music. Oh, look at that. There's a, there's a bird that flies by. Or he's in a cave and it's like, eerie music. He's looking around. The music cuts. I'm like, okay, there's going to be a jump. He turns out, oh, boom, there's a dinosaur right there. Or he'd, like, move the flashlight around. Yeah. And whiz past a place. You're like, oh, I wonder where the dinosaur's going to be. Oh, there it is. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. That was. I will say, though, uh, they did a lot of jump scares. But it wasn't as frustrating as some movies have been, where it's like, I'm I'm done with this, and if you do another jump scare, like I'm actually gonna be mad at you. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it wasn't like I I'm I'm sick of this jump scares. It's like I want a good one. Yeah. It was inoffensive, but I'm like I I don't want it to be inoffensive. I wanted it to be a little bit better, just because I thought the idea of it was pretty much what I expected. <laughs> if yeah. we're being honest, I don't think we expected anything. But at the same time, I did think the idea of like a, a dinosaur horror movie was cool. Yeah, that's that's it for that movie. The best movie of the year so far. Our favorite movie of the yeah. year. All right. What's your favorite movie of the year? I think you know this. It's Guardians of the Galaxy three. Nice. I'm an emotional guy. What can I say? And they <laughs> they played my heart like a twelve string guitar. Just hit every note just beautifully. I thought the performances were really great i thought the humor worked really well like i said i think the rocket's backstory and that emotional element was really good i enjoyed too that in this movie they've totally accepted the fact that they're all a family and almost from that they spend a lot of the movie fighting with each other Mm -hmm. like being a, a family doesn't mean you're sitting around a fire singing kumbaya yeah. If anything, it means that there's more grounds for you to be upset with each other. Yeah. And I think that they did that really well. And just that final final moment of the movie to Dog Days are, are over. It just, I can't, I was straight up, this is not exaggerating. I've tried listening to the song without watching the movie. Just the song on Spotify. And I have yet to finish the song without breaking into tears. And that movie came out almost two months ago. It's it's a well-made movie. It's a very good movie. It was my favorite movie of all time. And then not, not, to... not like from this year, not of all time. <laughs> I, that, that's not what I meant to say. It was my favorite movie this year. And then you went to Washington. And then I went to Washington. <laughs> Shin Kamen Rider. And not, not I should specify, because I've now fooled two people into thinking that <laughs> At I'm At least I'm two saying, people. At least, yeah, that I'm saying common writer, like a an everyday journalist. Yeah. No, it's common, meaning masked, and then rider, like motorcycle rider, yeah. right? So, all right, now that I've said that, I can continue to say it how it, I say it. All right, so common rider was such a good movie. I've said that. This might have been my most surprised movie, but I didn't want to say it because I wanted to say other things. Because I also was expecting good I think you expected it to be great, probably. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I expect, I wanted it to be great, but I expected, like, a four stars. Yeah. Right? And I would have been comfortable with four stars. So, Shin Kamen Rider, the themes, is really, I've said it's about, like, what it means to be human, and, like, perseverance with human spirit. That's 
that's the original show. It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Well, that's the first 13 episodes of the original show. <laughs> and then there's however many until they reach their 98 episodes. But yeah. <clears throat> it's great. And the thing Anno writes a lot about is, like, hope and despair and, like, the duology behind that. They have a lot of stuff about, like, characters looking to live with hope, like, trying to be hopeful, but, like, still having the problem of even though they're wanting to be hopeful, they still end up flying into, into despair. So it's really, really well written. And then there's also a lot of stuff about, like, viewing ourselves and others as greater than or less than and, like, kind of chaos that can arrive from that amongst, like, society and stuff. You know, it's, it's a critique on class. No, it's a critique on class. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's one line in the movie where one of the characters says that happiness and cruelty are two sides of the same coin, which is really cool because what they do is, because the, the Japanese kanji for happiness, and she's like, and you take away a couple lines and it becomes the kanji for cruelty. It's like, that was, that was cool. I've, I've talked about the acting. Incredible. The visuals and CGI. I want to touch on that, all right? So, visuals and cinematography is absolutely beautiful. You know, it uses lots of angles and mixed media. Well, to my understanding, Shin Kamari filmed a bunch on an iPhone, is that correct? Like iPhones, GoPros, and like big time cameras as well. Yeah. So, CGI. You get fired up, so I'm going to remain <laughs> quiet for a minute. Okay, so, the CGI in this movie. Some stuff looks really incredible in Shin Kamen Rider. Like... And it's lots of small things where he, he like rips off his mask at the beginning of the movie. He's like terrified because he's like, what the heck is happening? And you're kind of thrown into it so you don't know what's happening either. And he rips it apart and like looks in the mirror. It's like his face is like covered in scars and everything. And I thought that was makeup. And then I found out it was CGI. He also like looks at his hand and it's all messed up. And I'm like, well, that, that was CGI? Okay. Like a lot of the small stuff is looks like it's real. But then you get the big action set pieces where it's very CGI. Unlike The Flash, this one actually is very stylized to its fighting style and, like, visuals. Yeah. It looks really fun. It's not perfect. (laughs) I'm not going to go there and say that it's the best ever, right? But, like, there's a sequence with, like, a bat augment. And it's so goofy looking. But I loved it. But that one was, like whoa <laughs> he was like flapping around but his head was still still like like he had a gopro on his head so i get it that that's what they were going for but man it looks weird but yeah but i think but i think most of it looks pretty good i also want to talk about like tones it balances just bonkers and super fun action like tokusatsu you know it's got yeah. that charm and it fully embraces that aspect of like showa uh but it's also at the same time pretty serious and emotional story and i think it balances it very well yeah i talked for too long about that but no and the reason i didn't cut you off is this i i I need the audience should understand that you dedicated like a full two months of this year (laughs) to watching almost exclusively that yeah you would like watch movies for our episodes for this yeah and then only yeah common writer or ano or stuff along that line yeah. That was like two months of your life this year. Yeah, so that's my favorite movie of the year. I have one more award. Okay. This award is titled The Most Don't Worry Darling Award. This is the movie that when it ends, after it ends, the more time that passes, 
the more questions you have about this movie, the more Ooh. the more of the movie doesn't make sense. And, and just the more you think about it, the more it falls apart. Oh boy. My pick for the most don't worry, da- and this is because that's what happened when we watched Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> yeah. My pick for the most don't worry darling movie of this year so far is The Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. I'm going to drop a, a, a minor spoiler, and it's that something doesn't happen. So if you need to grab your phone or your computer to hit the plus 15 second button, I'm going to be very quick about it. Three, two, one. They never say who killed Barry's mother. And the fact that they they omit that is very strange. And it, it, it kind of makes the rest of the movie not make sense because there's certain things that happen because of that event. And not specifying that event makes the rest of the movie fall apart a little bit. Absolutely. Especially with there's a huge especially lack of they, they say stuff. They they've they've announced stuff. They're like, no, this is what happened. But we just didn't in touch like on interviews. That. Yeah, and it's like, but that doesn't make sense. That makes even less sense now that you said that that actually happens. Because I'm going back, I'm like, yeah, but okay, but that means that this, what? And here's the thing, is you and I are very on top of, of, of interviews and reactions and a lot of internet stuff, yeah. but for the average moviegoer, I don't care. They're not being told this stuff, and no. so just for them, it's just an, a question that never get, gets answered. Yeah. And that's just one of many things. That, that falls apart the more you think about it. Yeah. Like Rise of Skywalker. The movie comes out, you're like, how the heck does Palpatine's alive? You're like, well, I mean, if, if you read the novelization, you'd understand what they're doing. I'm like, no one reads the novelization of Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I did, but... It also doesn't fix the movie. <laughs> it really didn't. Alright, so those are our awards. Our awards. I think we can call them awards. Sure. Now, like I mentioned, we haven't seen every movie that came right. out this year. right. I have a list of movies that I intend to watch before the end of the year, good and bad, and probably mid as well in here. <laughs> uh, these are the ones that, that stand out to me that I that I haven't seen, but I anticipate seeing by the end of the year, and maybe they'll come up in our final episode of the year, or I guess the beginning episodes of next year. What have I missed? I missed Blackberry, Tetris, Ghosted, Sharper, The Mummies. <laughs> The Blackening, which that one just came out, so I just I was watching everything else this weekend. Uh, Reality, Flaming Hot, Bo is Afraid, and Chevalier. That's on Disney Plus. I that's why I remembered yeah. it and wrote it down. I actually forgot that that movie came out. <laughs> I did too, and then I went on it. And I was like, "Huh, should I watch it? We can nah. watch it together." <laughs> uh, what have you missed? Okay, well, I missed everything that you said, as well as Air. I, I didn't see Air in theaters for some stupid reason, because what happens is sometimes you go see movies because I'm, I'm busy, right? You know, you're like, well, I'm going to go see this movie. And then because I've and then, seen it. And then because I don't have anyone to go with, I, like, lose motivation and forget about it. A good person, that didn't come to our theater, and I still have yet to watch it. Yeah. But I, I want to watch that. Uh, it, did, it, it did come to our theater for did, one weekend, oh. and it was the one weekend that we didn't check showtimes for yeah. that theater, which is stupid. Yeah. I also didn't see Still yet. That's the Michael J. Fox movie documentary oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I wanted to watch that. But yeah. And then everything else he said. 
<laughs> Except yeah. Ghosted, which you Oh, saw. I did see Ghosted. Ghosted is just Did you watch Tetris? No. No? I'm looking forward to that one, actually. Me too. All right, next up, most anticipated. Now, when we did our most anticipated episode in January, we included a, mo- a lot of movies that we're going to see, but we weren't actually anticipating. Charles 3. Example. I don't... I may have left that in as a joke. You did. But we... I'm <laughs> not... We just got the trailer for Craven the Hunter, and it doesn't look good. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're absolutely going to watch it, but oh, we're not yeah, anticipating obviously. it at all. No. So, here are my picks for the movies that I'm genuinely anticipating, that I'm actually looking forward to, that I'm actually excited for. Right. Oppenheimer. Yeah. Barbie. Yeah. This is in no particular order, by the way. Right. Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Past Lives. TMNT Mutant mm-hmm. Mayhem, Dune Part 2, nice. and Next Goal Wins. Take oh, yeah, the next, next Goal Wins, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. What are you genuinely actually excited for? Um, Oppenheimer, Asteroid City, Barbie, <laughs> Mutant Mayhem, Dune Part 2. So these are all ones that you said. <laughs> uh, I'm also excited for Killers of the Flower Moon. Scorsese's yeah. next picture. Yeah, I love how I said picture. My goodness. I'm becoming a snob. Little, little by little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But, yeah. Those are my most excited. And also, Next Goal wins, because I forgot about it. But I yeah. saw the trailer, and I'm like, this looks pretty funny. I'm excited. And then it left my mind. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, I have a few movies that, again, we're going to see. And I have ones that, I, that could be good. But I'm scared to be anticipated for them for. Yeah. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Same. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Same. Oh, boy. And oh, the oh. reactions that have come out, I'm nervous. That's our next episode, by the way. Yeah. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I think it'll I, be good. It, it could be. I think I think a second trailer will really push me one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, a, I'm just a little nervous. The Marvels. I put that I, one, too. I think it'll be better than Captain Marvel. But I'm also a little nervous. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh boy. I also have Blue Beetle and Aquaman. I didn't put Blue Beetle because I was like, Blue Beetle's a movie. Who cares? But Aquaman. <laughs> also, I was like, Aquaman's a big one too because we had no advertising for it. Yeah. I don't even know if they have a, if they've decided on how the movie's gonna go. I don't know. I've heard rumors about like cameos coming and going, and it seems like a mess. <laughs> But maybe it'll be great like the first one. Do you have any other ones? Delta the first one was great. First one was great. That first one wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> and thus ends our movie talk. And we're going to move to TV, and it's going to be way shorter. Yeah. Because we watch a lot less TV than we did movies this year. Yeah. Mainly because I was watching Common Rider. I don't. Which was TV. It. Yeah. So. But like not one. That but not twenty twenty three TV. No, I watched them twenty twenty two TV, but. Too late, one year too late. All right, right uh, let's just go of the of the twenty twenty three seasons that you saw this year. Which one stood out as good? All right, I want to get this out of the way because the finale came out yesterday as of recording, Sunday. Um, Demon Slayer, Sword, oh, really? Swordsmith Village Arc. Uh, here's the thing about Demon Slayer. All right, that I'm just going to talk about. 
not, nothing I'm going to say has been has not been said before. But yes, the animation is incredible. And I don't think I think people complaining that the animation is the only good thing is just not true. But but but, but you know, it gets better and better. Uh, and they're also really good at maintaining hype. I will say that like some of the best I've seen because how the last two arcs or seasons, the last two arcs have been like an hour long episode at the beginning. And then the next episode is like, you know, further setting things up. And then episode three to 11 is like the entire final battle takes place over like nine episodes. Yeah. Nine episodes. Yeah. And somehow it never feels boring or dragged out, even though a final battle is nine episodes long. And like that, they are pretty good at doing that. However, it it's just it's fallen into like a a rut. Is that a good way to say it? Where like they're just repeating the same thing, kind of thing. Sure. And it they're not doing too much different stuff. It feels pretty like this arc felt not too different from the last one. Was it still fun though? It was still good, still good. But I'm like, I'm I'm seeing a repetitive pattern here. But the ending did seem like they're going to change it up now, so I'm excited. But yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Pretty good. I don't think it's the best show ever, but it's not bad. Alright, I got something to drop on you. Because you caught me off guard the last episode when you told me that you love Transformers 4. So I have to confess that I, I have seen something that I didn't tell you about. I'm scared. The reason we didn't record yesterday and we pushed it to today is because Father's I watched... Day. Huh? Father's Day. My dad's out of town. So. Oh, well, that's why I <laughs> I watched the entirety of The Last of Us. Did you? I did. <laughs> no way. What'd you think? I thought it was incredible. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think that the very beginning of episode one, which is like an interview in like the 60s mm-hmm. about like what kind of a pandemic would be really threatening to the world and, and what would happen. And this guy describing that if this specific fungus were to evolve and attack humans, that there'd be nothing we can do about it. And that would be it, which is what happens in the show. Yeah. And just the way that he lays it out is very and, easy for you to understand. And also it's very established that if this happens and it does, you're screwed. There is nothing. It's also, it's an interview, but it's also a really scary scene. Yeah. Because how people are reacting to what he's saying. They go from like, so like, you know, what, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Inter- classic interview stuff. To they're like, try, trying to make jokes of it. Yeah. He's like, and, then, nah. and then they're all like, they all look like terrified and like super uncomfortable with what he's talking about. And, it, and I'm like, this is scary. In At the beginning of episode two, there's a scene with uh, like one of the first cases where like a medical f- professional, like a doctor like sees what's happening mm-hmm. to these bodies and first of all the way that that like fungus like comes out of their mouth which happens throughout the show mm-hmm. is really disgusting yeah well done there but also you see just the fear that she has and they're like all right so what are we gonna do like how long to make a vaccine how long to make like like kind of countermeasures and she's like there's nothing like if, if you want to stop this you need to bomb the entire city kill every single person here and yeah. you might stand a chance and it's stuff like that i think they really build up the severity of yeah of let's call it what it is it's a zombie story it is and yeah. in so many zombie stories i feel like zombies are just kind of like, oh they're there these Ooh, are the scariest zombies i've ever been like 
And I, I think that a lot of it is because they really set up how oh. serious this is. Yeah. Like, this isn't, you know, oh, we're going to go until we find a cure and then we'll fix things. Yeah. This is, no, we're screwed. Yeah. And even, like, like okay, so the point is that they're looking for a cure in, in Ellie. Mm-hmm. Right? And they may be able to junior. But there's also no promise that that's going to work. Yeah. Um, I really loved the the chemistry between Joel and Ellie. And, oh, and, such good acting. And, My goodness. And the backstory, too, with him having had a daughter and then losing her at the beginning. And now kind of finding this surrogate daughter. But even... He's not open to that right away, and it takes time for him to grow into that. Mm-hmm. I think he was excellent. Uh, and I think in the final up, ep- I'm going full spoilers because this came out in January. In the final episode, when when Joel goes against the organization to to save Ellie and stop them from yeah. trying to make the cure, I think that what they do really well is not praising that, but especially with the music that's playing, it's like this is bad. Yeah. What he's doing is not a good thing. No. This is, like, he's pretty much dooming the entire human race because he wants to have a daughter again. Yeah. And then when he lies to her in the car. Yeah. After that, I was like, oh my goodness. Um, Also, like, we talked about 65 and the horror was in it. And we briefly mentioned that Knock at the Cabin wasn't very horror-filled. I know there were other horror movies that came out. But of the ones that we watched... It wasn't very scary, no. which I I hate saying because I think it's lame. But also, I'm not calling the movies good. I think that was a downfall that they weren't scary. Yeah, Last of Us is pretty scary. It is actually, and it works like it's good. I liked being scared. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> okay. The here's the thing is everything I knew about the games had happened within the first two episodes. Yeah. So I was really excited because. I didn't know anything that was going to happen, and now I have to avoid spoilers for two years. <laughs> um, but that's okay. But, like, I thought it was really cool was discovering that at the start of it, it's a zombie show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The zombies are, like, plot starters. That's what I like to call it. Like, you know, zombies are plot starters of the yeah. show. But after, like, episode three, or after What's-Her-Face, you know, tries to set the place on fire with all the zombies, yeah, it's really not a zombie show. It's like, I mean, it is because the zombies are what drives the plot, but but they're they're we're that. actually watching the characters and they're the zombies are barely in the show after yeah. that. And uh, also, I loved Nick Offerman just playing Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah, like an uncomedic Ron Swanson. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I also really appreciated uh, in, a, in episodes like that, and even but even six or seven. When the whole episode is kind of the flashback to Ellie and her friend in the mall. That might have been seven, I think. I appreciate that, that they're like, hey, we're doing a show here and we're pushing things forward. But also, we're not afraid to say, okay, we're going to stop here for a minute and just build this character up. Yeah. We're going to take an entire episode. Joel's still laying injured in the garage. Yeah. But you really get a foundation for Ellie in this episode. Yeah. And I'm like, that's good, because I feel like too many shows are like, oh, we got to go, 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 and get into we're at the end of our story. But uh, to compare it to another show, Legion, mm-hmm. uh, something I really liked about that show is that they would just take an episode and just like look at someone's backstory or an adventure that they do on their own. And that's how, and then by the time we come back to the story in the next episode, 
you have it's just so much more dense and that's awesome yeah yeah it's really good what you think of the the like the episode with like the town run by the the pastor guy my goodness oh my gosh that's creepy man <laughs> yeah and that's like like i i like the horror branches out from just the the zombies it's not just zombie horror yeah it's oh wow I uh, also, I don't know if you're aware of this, but they actually had the uh, the voice cast from the video game appear in in the show. Oh, did they? So the guy that's like the pastor's number two. Yeah, I think that's safe to say is the guy who voice who voices Joel in the video game. Oh, sweet! And the girl who voices Ellie is Ellie's mom in episode nine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um. Another thing crossing over from the video game is the the composer, like it's the same okay. guy who did the music. I didn't there, there's there's the new name, people, so. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm sorry for Last of Us diehard fans. Like there's new people who have worked with him, but like he's still like the the guy, and like all the themes are the same and everything. So that's really sweet. Ah, oh, what it's a good show! Very good. good show. And and if you haven't seen it, you should. Absolutely. I don't I don't think we've spoiled enough that would ruin the show. I, even if you knew how it ends. All the details. I still think it's worth going on for the ride. Yeah. Uh, what else have you seen that was good? What else have I seen that was good? All right, that's a good question. The Ultraman anime has it had its final season release. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Nice. Netflix. That was actually my first anime series, so that was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. Also, my first Ultraman series, which was super weird coming back to it and realizing that it was like a sequel to the original and there's so many references that I just did not understand like there's Ultraman suits where I'm like why do they look the same whatever and then watching it a second time after I watched the original show I'm like they what what was I thinking yeah but it's great this season was so good and I love the show I think it's great and it's one of my favorite superhero shows the animation here's the thing about the animation that was the suit animation when they're like fighting and stuff or just in their Ultraman suits it's so good. And it's, it's, a, it's a 3D CG anime. Like, the fighting is incredible. But whenever they're out of the suits, it's always a little funky. <laughs> right? It's always like, ah, oh, this is not, something's not right. But then you get used to it and whatever. But, like, every time I start watching it again, I'm like, something's weird about it. Some slight uncanny valley? Maybe a little bit. Just with their movements and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. But, no, this one had a really, really good story. And, uh... Uh, whatever okay so this isn't much of a spoiler but i love finales that don't like kill off all these characters or like set up yeah. this end that's like so devastating it's like they do their thing and they're gonna keep doing their thing yeah see you later it's it's beautiful yeah it was a really good show i watched the entirety of barry oh yeah this year because the final season came out this year uh to briefly talk about the first three seasons they're incredible, and the, the like the dark comedy element of it is just incredible. And uh, I, what's funny is that Bill Hader, who plays Barry, is very well known as a comedic actor. That's mm-hmm. his shtick. Mm-hmm. But he's not the funny one in any of these episodes. It's everyone around him that's being funny. He might be in a situation where, where you laugh, but he's not the one making you laugh. Probably. Yeah. And I really like watching comedic actors go serious. It's 
just something that really tickles my fancy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fourth season, I thought it was really good. Uh, at the end of episode four, they make a shift, and I'm not going to spoil any of this. Right. Specifically because you, Luke, have not seen it. Yeah, thank you. And I think you should. But they make a shift, and, and it, it felt like uncomfortable at first, but I, I rolled with it, and and I thought that it was a really interesting way to take the show. And the way that the, the finale ends off, it's really fascinating seeing like what happens to which characters, and and even you know who's, especially seeing their journey from where they were to where they ended up. Yeah. It it feels really, really nice, mm-hmm. and uh, I would. The thing about Barry too that I really enjoyed, is that it's an HBO show, with episodes that are thirty minutes long, yeah, which is not common to my knowledge. I haven't seen a ton of HBO, but everything that I have seen, is an hour long, yeah. Uh, so I was able to really just move through this show at a pace that I loved. And, you know, I don't have to worry about, like, oh, am I going to commit a full hour? I mean, I did, because I watched more than one episode at a time. But yeah, but I really enjoyed the, the shorter episodes. And I enjoyed the final season. I gotta watch it. I, I do see where some controversy comes in. And we'll talk off air, but I am curious to see how you find the ending. Yeah. I'm excited. I watched Beef. Did you really? Yes. How was it? It was pretty good. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. When it, when it came out, there was a lot of people talking about it being like, this is it. You know, this is awesome. Yeah. I don't think it was that good, but it was pretty good. Here, what, what So, like, the first half, you know, was, was good. I was like, this is a good start. This is crazy. And then, um, you know, Anchorman, when Will Ferrell goes, boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah. That was just this entire show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> to the point where the second last episode happens, you're like... What? The, how did we get here? <laughs> My goodness. So that was really... The A24 as well, which I didn't know. Yeah. Like, when it came out, I didn't know. I knew it before I watched it, but I didn't know when it came yeah. out. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, the characters are really well-written, for the most part. And the acting is pretty good, for the most part. Uh, yeah. And it has a really good, like, final episode as well. Uh, is this yeah. going to be a limited series? Is it yeah, done? Yeah, this is it. Okay. No season two? No. At least cool. I hope not. I don't understand what they would do with season two. Cool. Hey, I like that. Well, I mean, they could do a season two, because these are just people's lives. Yeah, with two new characters. Yeah, but I, I don't want to see season, yeah. season two. That would be useless. Cool. Yeah. The uh, last one I want to talk about is uh, season two of Visions, Star Wars <sighs> Visions. I still haven't watched that. What the heck am I doing? With with uh with season one, I think there's one episode that a lot of people just found not as good. It was Tatooine Rhapsody, an episode that I have a, a little spot in my heart for. Mm-hmm. I need to be the one person who really enjoyed it. Uh, I would say that there's probably not an episode in season two that is as bad as that one, and and from I think probably the first two episodes are some of the greatest, but. Also, I just loved every single one, and I really enjoyed how much the animation style varied between each short, mm-hmm. uh, where, not that I have any complaints about uh, season one, but they were all you know, Japanese anime 
of some sort. There was fluctuation in there. Yeah, they all had really different styles of anime. Um, but it, it all kind of felt like it came from one root. Whereas this one, we got like some stop motion, we got we got some three D animation, we got some two D animation, and I think there's a lot more variety, and I, I really enjoyed that, and uh, just overall, I really enjoyed the season, mm-hmm. and I am more than ready for season three. Yeah, definitely. I gotta keep, watch keep it. doing this until I've only seen the first episode of season two for some reason, which is very good. It is very good. Yeah, very artistic and really cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another show that I watched that was almost 98 episodes long this year um, was back in the winter. I wanted to get ready for Attack on Titan, the final season, part three, the final chapter, special one release. So stupid. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Like, too many. Just, why not just the final chapters? Attack on Titan, the final chapters. Just call it the next season. But this this thing, there's only two episodes. So they like they wanted to put it together, but the thing with anime how it works is twenty four episode seasons are a part one and part two. That's just yeah. all how all the shows work. But then instead of making another season, they just I don't know, who cares? Whatever. You know what? Whatever. But you watched it. I watched it. I watched all the show and I watched that episode. That episode is one of the greatest episodes of um of television history. <laughs> Man, it is nuts how good it is. And this is also one of the best shows I've ever watched. And this is one where I feel like if I had beef spoiled for me, I wouldn't have cared. Whatever. But, like, this is, like, a show that you need to prioritize as avoiding all spoilers possible. Because of how much it changes over time. And it makes you go, like, this is honestly crazy how we're getting to this point. And, man, it's so good. I can't wait for the final episode. Yeah, that's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, the show was incredible. Which I was actually really scared for because it's praised so highly, but so is Demon Slayer. And I watched Demon Slayer and was like, it's good, but that, yeah, really. <laughs> but this one was like, oh, there's a reason that everybody loves this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a good experience. I'm not going to say anything because I, I don't want to say anything, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. Any others? Strange New World Season 2 just started. Um, I'm only one episode in it. It's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. I actually have that. Uh, I assume you're done? Yeah. Alright, so moving on to the shows that I've missed that I want to watch by by the end of the year. And you know what? I'm going to throw beef on there because I foolishly forgot about it. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Your praise actually made me really want to watch it. Uh, I do want to catch up on Strange New Worlds in that I want to watch the first season and also, I'd like to be caught up by the time the season two finale airs, so I can watch it when it's done. Uh, you should watch Discovery seasons one and two. You can stop after that if you want, because it's Discovery season two ends as much of, a, of its own finale that it could just end there, but they kept going and whatever. But like, people don't like these later seasons, but those first two seasons are so good. Of Discovery, are they, are they crucial for Strange New Worlds? I mean. Season two, I feel, is probably more crucial. Yes, I'd say. Uh, you could probably okay, here. <laughs> you could probably watch Strange New World season one on its own because it's like kind of its own thing, and it's it's more like the original series, and it's like it's a very episodic story. Yeah, which is beautiful. I love that they went back to that, and it's the best of the new Star Trek, easily. But season two is with like Christopher Pike and like yeah. the search for Spock, 
and then Discovery goes on its own way, and then so Strange New Worlds is a spinoff of Discovery. Okay. Because those characters are all in Discovery season two, but for Discovery season two, you need to watch season one, which is <laughs> incredible. So they're both really good, but then uh, season three is not. But whatever. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what I do. We'll see. Or you could just Strange New Worlds. <laughs> well, that's. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably be fine. Yeah, when I'm excited for it in season two, I don't think this is a spoiler because I've known about this forever and I don't pay attention to anything. But the the car- they're crossing over with Lower Decks. Yeah, I think it's like which episode is a, seven. Which is a show that I love. I And I'm really excited to see... Look, maybe it's only two of them, but I'd love to see all of them show up in live action in some way. But They, they don't look bad. They definitely look yeah. like the characters. Yeah. But we'll see how... How, how it goes. I'm really scared for it. I'm going to be <laughs> honest because of just the differences in what the shows are. Yeah. Like Lower Decks, I don't love it. I'm going to be honest. Oh. <laughs> but it's it's just it's because I I don't like those shows. I don't I've watched like some I'm I'm sorry, but I've watched some Rick and Morty and I just I don't like those shows. Right. They're not my thing, and that's fine. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not I'm not saying Lower Decks is like bad and if you're stupid if you like it. I'm just like better not. I'm not I'm not a fan of those. I don't know. They're not my favorite thing. So I, of course I'm not gonna enjoy Lower Decks as much as you would who you like those shows. Yeah. So that's great. But Lower Decks is such a well it's a comedy, right? Yeah. And it's like animation comedy show. Like I I've already compared it to Rick and Morty and it's not at all, but like that kind of show. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying, but Strange New Worlds is not that at all. So I'm wondering if these characters are just going to feel so weird. That's why I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, but I'm scared. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, also want to catch up on Black Mirror, because season six just got released. I've watched none of it. Uh, I also want to watch all of Succession, because that just wrapped oh, up as well. Oh, yeah. I do, I do want to watch that. Yeah. And then shows that I've actually seen, and I need to, need to watch the new season that came out this year. Uh, Sweet Tooth, season oh, two, yeah. came out this year. Yeah. Uh, and The Flash, season nine, the final season, also came out this year. I'm very excited to be done with that show. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I really hope that the finale is really good, so I can leave on a good taste, but... I don't think it will be. I'm scared. I started watching The Flash again, because I missed season eight. Because yeah. of just how, how much season seven punched me in the face, that I just couldn't <laughs> get back up with it. But I started it, like, the other day. Season 8 again, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> CW. <sighs> I do not like that show anymore at all. I just want to be done, but yeah. That's all. Uh, are there any other shows that came out that you missed that you want to watch by the end of the year? That I missed? Yeah. Your Honor. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. And I think everything else you've said is covered. Oh, Barry. I haven't seen any Barry. But I think that's pretty much covered it. Oh, oh, uh, American Born Chinese. Yeah. I forgot to write that down, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I didn't see that because it was a season drop and I didn't have the energy to devote all my time to it. Also, since they stopped dropping Marvel and Star Wars every week, I'm on Disney Plus a lot less. Yeah, and I forget <laughs> about all the other shows that they put on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just to, to wrap it up, I got three shows that are coming out that I'm anticipating. And we talked about this earlier, but it's hard to talk about shows that we're looking forward to because... They advertise that it's coming out like a month before it comes out. Yeah. So there's probably shows coming out in like November that I'll I'm excited to watch, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know that it's coming out yet. All right. I got three. Uh, Winning Time, season two. Really enjoyed season one. It's a basketball mm-hmm. show about the Lakers. Oh, yeah. I don't watch basketball, but I like the way this show is made. Yep. I'm looking forward to Secret Invasion, the Marvel show with Nick Fury and the Skrulls. That comes out, I think, the day that this episode is released. Yep. Very exciting. And uh, this has been a long time coming, and there I've seen no advertising for it, but starting next month is an animated show called My Adventures with Superman, which is a new DC animated show. I did not know about that. Uh, that I'm excited to watch. Sweet. Maybe it'll suck, but maybe it'll be good. Who knows? Uh, any shows you're looking forward to? Yes. So, we got a list? I do. Loki season two. Yeah. I'm excited because I think the first season is great. Also, very curious to see how that goes with real world controversies that we won't talk about. Yeah. Um, Godzilla Apple TV Plus show is supposed to be coming out sometime, but they also haven't said anything about it in a while. Well, that's the thing, right? But I think it's supposed to come out this year. But, like, here's the thing, and this is my next excited show, is they announced they were making a Skull Island animated show on Netflix. That comes out. Thir- this Thursday. The day after this episode. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. But also, they didn't say anything about it until, like, a couple weeks ago, and they released the first <laughs> trailer, like, oh, okay, this has been a while. Yeah. I'm also looking forward to a show called Ultraman Blazar, starting July 8th, and that one looks really, really good. Uh... Um, yeah, I'm excited. It looks pretty awesome. Alright. This isn't... I have another one after this, but I'm just gonna say... Attack on Titan, the final season, part three, the final chapter, special two. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, why would you name it that? Whatever, it's fine. Which is the finale of the show. Right, this is the. This is it. This is it. The final episode. See, you're telling me that, but you you saying it with doubt in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? It's going to end on a cliffhanger and they're like, come back next year for, for Attack part on three. Titan, the final season, part three, the final chapter special. Three! <laughs> Gosh. No, this is it. All right. All right. This is uh, probably one of my most anticipated, but also one of my most scared anticipated at the same time. Mm-hmm. The One Piece Netflix show. The live action one? The live action one. Okay, couple things, right? Uh, I've started One Piece a while ago. It's really good. I'm loving it. But sorry, I just uh, stupid. Anyway, we need a copyright. <laughs> no, it's fine because I say it. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Just there's a couple things working against it and for it. Against it is the fact that it's a live action anime, so it has the very real possibility of just sucking. But also, Oda, the manga artist and creator, is actually, like, in the production. Like, he's super involved, including any changes that they made from the source material had to be approved by him. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm excited for that because I think that'll really benefit the story. Because the things with, like, Cowboy Bebop is it just, it just messed with it in all the worst ways possible. But, so there's that. And also, the actors... I think are all perfect and I'm so excited because first of all they have his seal of approval because through all the people that they were doing Oda was the one who actually cast all of them and he like met with everyone and was like he had his own criteria for who he thinks should play these characters and everyone who's been casted he like handpicked personally so knowing that is pretty interesting and they all look perfect I was gonna say I haven't seen the trailer yet but I've seen the the side by side of the cartoon to the live action 
And it, they look pretty solid. Yeah, especially like Zoro. He looks... He's just the same person. <laughs> I have watched the trailer so many times. Because I think it's a really great trailer. And also, the budget, they've said, is like comparable to a Marvel movie. So this isn't like some going to be bad, crappy thing. It's like they're putting well. a lot of... Well, no, but like from a production standpoint, it looks really good. And yeah. they've, they've built all these sets. Like... The pirate ships, they've, like, built them all in, like, these places. And they've put a lot of attention. And everyone involved is, like, really loves One Piece. And is like, they're, like, this is so personal to them. Even all the actors. So I'm, like, it has the possibi- possibility to be really good. And the first, actually, great live-action adaptation. All right. You also have to face the music. And understand... That it might be just the worst. It might be trash. <laughs> so that's why I'm like a million dollar failure. Yeah. But and I'm looking at the CGI in the trailer. Um, it's not Thanos, you know. Yeah. From Infinity War, but it's like, like he, Luffy, of course, has the rubber arm, right? He stretches. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> a character I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's like the the straw hat and the red. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Um. And I saw people saying, like, it looks like rubber. I'm like, it's because he is rubber. <laughs> so I think it looks pretty good. It looks, you know, very fun. And, yeah, I'm just... I'm scared, but I am also can't help but be excited. But I'm also like, I have to understand that it might suck. Yeah. So, yeah. But I'm I'm really excited. But I don't want to be. I can't get my hopes up. But it's happening anyway. I'm setting myself up for failure, but it's, it's okay. all going to work out in the end. <laughs> yeah. If it sucks, hey, look at it this way. I'm probably going to be talking about it at the end of the year. In one category. <laughs> in one category or the other. If it sucks, then it sucks. But if it's really good, it's going to be really good. Like, it's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of, that's the end of my list. That's the end of mine, too. Uh, thank you for listening, listener. Now, ending our episodes is something that I feel I need to do better. So, and eventually I'll have an audio clip that'll just get stitched to the end of each episode. But for now we're going to do this. Luke and I are both on Letterboxd. If you're not sure what Letterboxd is, it is an app or a website where anyone can review movies. And, and miniseries. That's true. I, I, long shows. So I hate that part of it, but whatever. Just make a TV section. Oh, um, we both have accounts on there. We're posting regularly about the movies we've been watching and what we think. Uh, so if you want to, you know, see our thoughts about what we've been watching, you can feel free to find us on there. Uh, the links are in the description below. Also, you may have noticed that Luke went on for a little bit about Shin Kamen Rider. Sure did. Which is fine. Uh, if you think that that was not long enough, <laughs> <laughs> Luke has a podcast with his sister, called Toku Talk Radio. Yeah, that's Toku hyphen Talk Radio, because it's fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that link for that will be in the description as well. Uh, you guys have talked about a lot of yeah. a lot of that body of work. You, you've done an episode on Shin Kamen Writer, Shin Ultraman, Evangelion. Gelion? Yeah, we did Evangelion, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I said it right. We've done many episodes on Evangelion. In fact, our next one is going to be our last Evangelion episode. Oh. Yeah. On the final movie. Uh, so if you're a fan of Tokusatsu and and uh, yeah, well, you did a director as well, Shinkai. Yeah, Makoto Shinkai. We we talked about all his movies. Yeah, 
Uh, so if any of that sounds interesting to you, feel free to go over and, and listen to the episodes on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't have social media. I mean, we'll get there one day, and we'll plug that as well. Yeah. Uh, for now, we'll let you know that in two weeks we will be back discussing Indiana Jones, and we will be talking about the newest one, The Dial of Destiny. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I... I, at this point, I'm really hoping that it's okay. <laughs> but my... I don't know, man. My expectations are getting <laughs> I don't <low>. know. <laughs> Alright, so come back in two weeks to see how we feel about that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the previous four as well. Uh, but until then, Luke, why don't you hit us with a send-off? Alright. Yeah, so, thanks for listening. And uh, next time... I'm really excited to talk about or discuss which films actually belong in a museum and which deserve to be just in the trash forgotten forever. So, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. Hey, thanks, Luke, and thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. If you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you, you can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.